Welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. And I am Charles Lewis, your client results advocate. <laughs> Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number 334. You would know that if you actually tuned in to our uh, freestyle that occurs right before we start the show. And of course, the, the Facebook viewers who are live on Facebook uh, got got to get that preview. Yeah. So. Hey, as always, we have a tip from our previous podcast, and the tip is treat email subjects like page titles. Yeah, at the end of the day, page titles are designed to make people click and take action. Same thing with your email subjects. So make sure your email subject has that right action and that clickbait to make them take that action. Click and take action. Please remember, we are filmed live in Houston, Texas, and we are your friendly neighborhood top, top position, position snatchers. And our mantra is... Do not be a douche. Don't be a douche. It's a bad look for you. We've got a really good article for yeah. you today. Ten ways to beat the panda and penguin in your content strategy. So that's that's the panda black eye and the penguin smackdown. In your content strategy. Punch uh, in the face to Julia McCoy and the great folks over at Search Engine Journal. We'll dig in a little bit later. Hey, if you have some sort of electronic device and you are in a position to do some sort of, I don't know, Something like this here. What should mm-hmm. we do, Chuck? Man, you should uh, tweet us. Um, use the hashtag SEO Podcast. This is number 334. Be sure to tag us in it at Results at Best SEO Podcast. That way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking stuff. Absolutely. Um, hey, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, Howdy, welcome, we're glad, and by the way, we wave when we say howdy, yeah. because there are some I'm assuming people, you're watching. Yeah, you can watch Or whenever watch you this, watch it, then you, you know the wave will make You'll sense. see us waving. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know what we're about to miss. Yeah. It, it came down to the wire today. I found a review that we hadn't read yet back from June. Yeah, we like, credited it to this week. Yeah. At least I don't have to fire up the tattoo because I get a tear tattoo under my eye every time we, we don't, don't have get a review. A review. Um, we also play another game, and it's we call it the Shiko game. Yeah, shares, likes, and follows. If we get 10 shares, likes, or follows on any one of the platforms that we're on, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, um, those are, yeah, those are them. Uh, <coughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm counting really quickly. Um, then, uh, and we get a review, then we don't tell you how to leave a review we just ask you to leave a review somewhere and uh but we will tell you how to shiko us share like and follow and it's really easy we've make it simple made it simple you can follow us and shiko us at places like facebook.com slash eweb results youtube.com slash eweb results instagram.com slash eweb results twitter.com slash eweb results and linkedin.com slash company slash eweb results all of those are places that they can psycho us share like follow post comment engage all of that good stuff all that good stuff um if you're a php genius or a wordpress guru we're probably looking for you give us a call submit an audio resume 713-510-7846 if you or somebody you know wants a free comprehensive website hey, analysis keyword comprehensive yes it's uh it, we're gonna we're, we're it's invaluable yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, well, I'm gonna say we invaluable. It. It's probably worth about two k. Yeah, but you know, we do it for free right now. Yep. Um, all you need to do to get that free website analysis is go to ewebresults.com mm-hmm. and click free website analysis. Leave us your web address. 
emails, some contact info, because Chris is actually going to follow up with you we and make sure that this you. webinar is steered towards your company and what your objectives are. Yep, I pull out anybody who's uh, who looks mm-hmm. like they're a podcast listener, which usually just means they're outside of Houston, although we have some Houstonians who listen, uh, and then I give them a call myself. Uh, to talk to them about that free website analysis. Did, I know I asked you. I know you answered, and I have totally forgotten. Do we no, have we Algocat? <laughs> I can literally, right before the show, I was like, do we have any Algocat? And apparently he said no. No, we don't have so any So we are skipping the favorite segment of the program. I do have uh, a little bit. Of, well, we, we let's, do, let's do a question first. Okay. Yeah, I got two questions, and we got news. Yeah, let's go. Want to get to the questions? I, yeah, let's do a question. Okay. So I got the, I got two questions. One question came from Steve. Um, Steve says he says, "Hey guys, on your podcast this week, you talked about removing bots from your analytic reports. I get a bunch of bot traffic from the spammers that throw off my bounce rate. How do you go about blocking the bots from visiting your site?" Thanks, Steve. P.S. Nice podcast. Punch in the face to Mr. Lynn. Punch in the face to you, Steve. Appreciate you hitting us up. And uh, there's two ways you can really do this, right? Analytics will let you do this by filters. Right. right, where you can filter out this bot traffic or you can segment out this bot traffic. Pros and cons to both. And I'm speaking heavily on this because yeah. we deal with this frequently. Um, we manage a whole bunch of sites and a whole bunch of analytics and we get a whole bunch of spam. And right. so we're constantly dealing with it. The filter feature probably works best, to be honest, um, because yeah. you can set them and then leave them there and come back and update them. The only problem with that is you don't have any historical data. Yeah. And so you only get data from the point where you set the filter moving forward. Right. Right. But you do want to go in analytics, check the box that says um, um, block all known spiders and bots and things like that. That'll capture most of them. Yeah. And then you may have to go in manually and add the others. The segmentation pros to doing it the segment in ways you can filter out that same traffic but then you can actually go back and look at some historical data right. because it'll capture it all and then just segment it based on the filters that you set up right. they work kind of same and so I would suggest doing both frankly we yeah, have so a if, you, if you want to look at any data from today backwards you have then to do a segment, do a segment. Yeah. you just don't have a choice exactly and, if you wanna, and then if you want to set up those filters moving that, forward that creates like that, that'll create another kind mm-hmm. of instance of data in your in your dashboard and then yeah moving forward you'll have that you had the right date there's another issue though with when you segment it doesn't tie into events or something right i thought there was one other kind of so I, well, a couple of nuances i've noticed if you're using events like some people may be using goals to track conversions and at which points the segments work but if you're using events like through a call tracking platform or something like that that's mm, referencing that's events then those segments will block those events you know what else they block AdWords. So if you got analytics synced with AdWords, it's working fine. As soon as you apply segmentations, <coughs> you're gonna lose your AdWords data. Sucks, Google. Yeah. Fix that. Yeah. But um, but man, appreciate your question, Steve. And I would recommend the segments just so you can go check your historical data. Then set some filters moving forward. Yep, absolutely. You want to get to the second question? Yeah. Let's second, second question version. was um from IG IGO3P on Twitter. He this question came from Twitter. He's um at IC Pixel People. <laughs> he That's says, cool. um, "Hi guys, I have a question. I made a site SEO and all the stuff optimized to the bone." Yet after a month, Google is after a month, Google is still doing the dance. From fifty keywords, most of them are page three. I want a top position snatch. What can I do to help? First off, 
Punch in the face to you. Appreciate yep. you hitting us up at the question. He hit us up at eWeb Results. Uh, so, so there are about 80 answers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whole bunch of answers. I think the main one is be patient. Yeah. If you did this a month ago, yeah, it's just going to take some time. Also, man, if you just launched the site yeah, a month ago and yeah. did this a month ago, yeah. Then you may need to do like some guerrilla aggressive link building just to get your site on the radar. Yeah. Um, but let me caution you here with this optimize to the bone right. phrase. That could very well be your biggest challenge also. So I would say check Webmaster Tools and look for any um, manual penalties or any algorithmic penalties because you, what you don't want to do is face an over-optimization penalty. Yeah. And optimize to the bone kind of sinuates. Sounds like over-optimized. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So over-optimization and length of time and a new site uh, got us an uphill climb. I was going to suggest some patience and, and, and more content. Boom. Um, I did. Ha- I had a little piece of news. Uh, this I thought was interesting. There's a couple of articles today you may have seen. I know you scoured the news uh, right before the podcast. Uh, change in password mentality, where where you're really getting to the longer phrase related passwords. Mm-hmm. So stop the the characters and the blips and the mm-hmm. uppercase and all that. By the way, you should incorporate that those still. Yeah. Um, but instead of it making something that's incredibly hard to remember, make some phrase. And they, they get, the one I read had a good example. When you land on that page, what what is that business? What does that me- phrase make you think of? Right? Is it a movie? Is mm-hmm. it you know? Is it the product? Like if it's you know a veterinary page, like you know kitty videos are cute. Right, that would be a great password on there because you would probably remember, remember that, yeah. That, and then you put in, you know, a hashtag somewhere or something. Um, and even spaces are a big, big deal for improving passwords. So I saw two separate articles on that. I think the government came out with some, uh, some, some sort of sort of guidance. Uh, hackers again with Volkswagen and the keyless entry they can get in. Uh, and then Delta canceled 300 flights yesterday, 400 flights today. Uh, they actually had a power outage at their main location, and then I, then it, then it was referencing a Southwest. I thought this was interesting. There was a router that, if it knows it goes bad, it pulls itself out of the queue, but it didn't know it had gone bad, so it stayed there and kept collecting data, but not but passing it on. It. Oh. <laughs> so oh, oh, bottleneck, and we don't know where it yeah. is. Yeah, so anyway, that was the that's the couple pieces of news I've got. I got some more news, uh, quite a bit, so I'll kind of breeze through this here. Let's talk Facebook first. Right. So hit a new milestone, 1.7 billion monthly active users. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just moment of silence for other social networks right now. Yeah. <laughs> 1.7 billion monthly active users. So dig this. Facebook Live and video. Shout out to right. those who are watching right. right now. Facebook video was growing so fast that now they've put together some stuff in place to help people like us, right? So new Facebook gives marketers three new video metrics. Now we can go and look at audience demographics, like where they were at. Ah. When they watch this video, we can go and look at the live video engagement. Who shared it? Who posted it? When? Wow. Mm-hmm. And all this is coming to page insights. And we can even see cross-posting. Who commented on it and shared it. Nice. Great information to know. Great information to know. Who uh, reach out to. Yeah. Exactly. Here's some old news. So Matt Cutts, remember he's been on his kind of leave of absence yeah. from Google. So he's going to continue on his leave, but he took a new job. Okay. So dig this. Announcing in June, he will be joining the United States Digital Service. Cuts is going to be working in the Pentagon with the Defense Digital Service team. Yeah, we mentioned this. Punch like, in the face to you. Confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about yeah. it, and it was kind of rumored. So yeah. he released a statement, said he did it, and in the statement, he basically said that you know 
he's been, spent his whole life trying to help people. Why not try to help the country? Fight yeah. some of the biggest. So I can dig it. Punch in the face yeah, to you, Matt. Because that's what's up. Uh, if you're using Google Chrome right now, uh, they're gonna block Flash starting in September, and so they're, they're rolling out uh, Chrome 53, and it's gonna be designed to block fa- block Flash. So all you guys who still using Flash, <laughs> shame on you. Yeah. But you shouldn't be. Um, I got two more pieces. So remember, last week we talked about. Google changing the the search engine results page right. in regards to restaurant related searches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to show reviews and things like that. So what they really meant was they was going to show more Google reviews and more what's the other site? Zagat? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Google owned property reviews for these restaurants. And so they did that and guess who got mad? Uh, Yelp. And TripAdvisor. <laughs> they both began complaining and posting all kind of random tweets at Google about let the people find what they want to find. And at the end of the day, Yelp, I'm going to be honest, I don't feel that sorry for you. No. Because at the end no. of the day, if you were showing all of the positive reviews that people have, then Google would probably include you. But we know, and Google knows, that you're going to default and show negative reviews. And so, yeah, yeah it gets no love. Oh, and this last one, speaking of Google, crazy queries. Google released a statement of the craziest search queries they got. Okay. Trip, dig this. Am I pregnant? 90,000 monthly searches. Wow. Look, how do I get home? 49,000 monthly searches, which is a good search yeah. now. I got my yeah, home is programmed yeah, with my yeah, address. Yeah. Give me home phone and it's going to navigate to the house. Yeah, it doesn't start there. Exactly. Oh, here's one. Is the world flat? 5,400 monthly searches. Do penguins have knees? Well, that's just awesome. 18,000 searches. That's though. just awesome. Oh, Favorite one. This was the last one. Forty nine thousand monthly searches. Does farting burn calories? <laughs> no, it burns your nose hair. Come on, everyone. Yeah, knows that. so <laughs> that, just amazing that these questions. Is were... the world flat? Interesting. All right, so here is the one review that saved my face from a tear tattoo, uh, and it is only. Three stars. Uh, it's by WebGuy9402. Uh, it says, Love the energy and ref- uh, referral to good content. Chris and Charles recap and react to a blog post, which is very helpful since this is an easier way to take in great written content. Mm, However, I wish these guys would invest in either better microphones or the time to balance and EQ the recording. It's too echoey and hard to understand. Plus, move the social media profile links and reading of reviews to the end of the show. It's too late for this show because <laughs> we just read the review at the beginning. That is one of the comments we get. We like to set the stage. Uh, we believe the first part actually sets kind of an energy stage. Yeah. We're going back and forth. There's some good information. I thought the news was pretty good yeah, tonight about answer Facebook. Two questions. Yeah. yeah. So, um, punch in the face to you, Mr. Web Guy. Thank you, Thank for, you tuning for, in. for tuning in. And you know what? I get your three stars. I'm going to call that legitimate. And yeah. I disagree. Well, we respectfully Let me ask you this, though, and you can hit me back on Twitter and with your honest answer. If all of our kind of promo stuff was at the end and all our content was at the beginning, would you cut it off after the content stopped? Yeah, content stops, stop, or <laughs> it's harder to find the beginning of the content. Yeah, so, you know. There is method behind the madness, <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is the potatoes of the podcast. Time to get into the meat. Man, and like I said, this meat goes a punch in the face to Julia McCoy, great one of my favorite authors over at Search Engine Journal. She is the VIP contributor there and like does most of their um, 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 journalistic writing. But 
Uh, she posted a good article. This is actually an older article. Ten ways to beat the panda and penguin in your content strategy. Beat the panda and penguin. And everybody who's focusing on content right now understands that those are two things that you really need to be concerned about when writing your content. Especially since panda has now become part of Google's core algorithm where it's constantly refreshing and looking for ways to improve the search results. You want to make sure that you're not putting your site in a position to be penalized. She starts off by saying um, how panda picks its victims. Thought this was a good one. She says, in order to stay on the safe side of Panda, understanding which websites it chooses to penalize can keep you from the path of destruction, right? And so how does Panda pick them? Well, does your site have a bad user experience, right? People just not finding what they want, can't navigate, can't do anything, slow speed, not mobile friendly. Panda bait. Um, is your content too thin? Panda bait. Do you have tons of duplicate content, right? Content found on your site and other pages on your site or even other pages on the web. Panda bait. Are you keyword stuffing? All of these are reasons why uh, Panda could find you. Let's talk about Penguin for a second. She says, Penguin is geared towards eliminating spam, especially in the form of spammy links. Right? And so we're talking about content here, right? And so most people don't consider Penguin when they think content. You kind of think Panda because it's targeting content. But we all know that content contains links and therefore Penguin has to be involved. And so what I'd say is, Consider the content that's that's found, right? Consider the content that Panda deems Panda bait, right? This content that should get a penalty. Then that content or whatever links that 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 come from that Panda bait content are likely penguin bait links because they come from a spammy source and therefore the link is likely spammy also. Even if it isn't, Google is treating it as it is. And so you want to make sure that you're not building links and linking to these spammy articles and posting these spammy articles yourself and other places and linking back to your site. Because at the end of the day, you're setting yourself up to be pooped on by the panda. Don't or do get it. the panda black eye. Or get the panda black eye and pooped on by the penguin. So she says 10 tips for how to play nice, right? <clears throat> so let's get into it. Number one, she says uh, increase the content quality. Right? She says increase the quality of your content. She goes on to say um, it's easy enough to say deliver quality content to your audience, but knowing exactly how to develop this content um, is a different story. Right, and so how do you develop that content? Well, she gave us a couple points to do that. She says keep up with hot and trending topics. Right, so if you're in the industry that's that's more current, that you deal with a lot of current events and things like that, then keep up with those topics, incorporate those topics into your daily content writing. And so that way you can kind of stay relevant that way. She says use examples and illustrations, right? So if you're writing content and you want it to, uh, you don't want it to be panda bait, if you will, you want this to be quality content, then, then use examples. Use illustrations, build links out to those examples. And that way you're not building penguin bait, but you're actually providing a great user experience. She says, don't forget the formatting. So if you're writing this content, get away from the eight sentence paragraphs that are back to back to back. No, break those down into more like two to three sentence paragraphs with shorter words. Make it easier to read. Bite size, break it up with images. Use the right spacing. Use bullet points and things like that. The formatting is important. And lastly, she said, proofread, edit, and proofread again. She's talking about these are just a few tips for making quality content. The reason you want to proofread because nothing... Nothing sucks Turns more, off. man, yeah. than reading misspellings that are published live on the website. Yeah, it's just not a good experience. Yeah. Number two, 
<laughs> she says, uh, stay updated and stay relevant. Right? She says, for example, old published studies that contain outdated information are subject to panda penalties. So, yeah, if you got old content on your site, maybe you've been blogging for 10 years, great, because then you got a ton of articles that also mean most of them are likely outdated, right? And so you need to spend some time, hire you an intern, take you a vacay, whatever you're going to do, and revisit those old articles. Good news is, here's the the pro tip here, good news is when you come across that old article that can be updated because some new relevant information has came out or whatever it is, take the time update it. Leave the old information there and just tag it as an update and then add your new information below. Give that whole article a whole new breadth of fresh air and shoot it right back to the top of the search (laughs) and it'll get some more engagement. Especially from people who have like already liked it before, already shared it, already commented on it. Then it's going to recycle back through them also. Keep your stuff updated. Number three. She says go evergreen. Right? And evergreen content is that content that sticks, that content that's always good, that content doesn't go anywhere. Whether it's a, a step-by-step instructions or she said a reference material or frequently asked questions. I like a glossary and things like that that you can add that are relative to your industry that is evergreen content that'll never go anywhere. So maybe you're an AC company, right? We do a lot of service yep. providers. Maybe an AC company. Maybe you should write an article that, I don't know, identifies what a blower is and what a fan is and what a filter is and right. what a what, what, what Freon is. And, and you write this type of article because those definitions won't change. Right. <laughs> you know, you have evergreen content that whoever is happening to look for that type of information will find your post and that post is always relevant. Absolutely. And create evergreen content. She says, keep keyword density in check. Good one, Julia. She says, your keyword density is a ratio based around the number of times your keyword is used versus how much text is in your content. However, there's a fine balance between too many keywords hidden and hitting the quota that is just right for Google. It's a fine line. And this is where that kind of optimized to the bone. It was kind of scary. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You want to make sure that. Oh, by the way. That's kind of why we do the potatoes at the beginning of the podcast, because then we can actually reference the potatoes as we're talking about new information. Because that happens multiple times <laughs> where the question times. is directly related to the content we're covering. Yeah. But, but she's right. You want to watch that density. I know as an SEO person, as a content person, it's easy to get caught up in optimizing for search. It's easy to make sure you got your keywords in the title, it's in the header, it's in your bullets, it's in your URL, and so you're going after it, um, but, but your density may be too high yeah. you may need to increase that word count and so what i suggest that you do is kind of keep it below three percent right what we recommend and i say this find synonyms find alternates for those phrases and so if, it, if it's ac service in paragraph one maybe it's ac maintenance in paragraph two right and, and so that way similar phrases but they're not the and same air conditioning air right. conditioning maintenance mm-hmm. exactly yeah. makes some you have to change it so that way your density changes even though you keep the same target right keep your keyword density in check because that can definitely lead to an over-optimization penalty. And not just that. And nothing worse than reading a page that you can clearly tell has been written for search. It's just not a good experience. Number five. She says, don't duplicate. We're talking content, right? She says, uh, copying other content word for word can land you right in the path of Panda. Duh. Don't do that. That's just very douchey. Uh, Google suggests, you know, 70, 75% different. Uh, we just feel like you should maybe reference other sites for ideas and then write your own. Yeah. You know, and period. And just don't duplicate. That's, don't do that. 
Uh, number six. Six. Go long. She's talking about long form content. She says long form content performs the best these days and it has a direct correlation with performance in the search engine results page. She's right. Long yeah. form content can work. The key here is understanding when it's necessary. Right? It's not necessary all the time. No, no. You know, and so so don't force it. Right? If you're writing an article about AC repair, it's only so long this article can be before you begin rambling and kind of yeah. covering the same stuff over and over again yeah. and sounding, frankly, creating opportunity to make a mistake because you're right. just trying to force it. So, so I wouldn't say write long-form content all the time. But for your blog post and things like that, yeah, if you can, write it. For your on-page content, kind of static pages, long-form may not necessarily be what you need to do. You just want to have some good quality content there. It depends on what your what actions you're trying to depend drive. Depend on the action. Depend on your industry. Yeah. Depend on your sales industry, process. Industry, subject, at target action. Yeah, your, yeah. the service target you provide. Audience. Maybe you provide a service that uh, maybe you're a lender, right? And so the, the, the sign-up process is a little bit more difficult. The qualification is a little bit more difficult. The sales process has more touch points. And so you need some long-form content to support that. Yeah. But if you're a pool service company, uh, long form content is probably not you know they just need to know that you can clean the pool and do it well yep. they're not looking for the percentage of chemicals that you use per eighth cup of water right. like that's that's the type of data you put in long yeah. form content but it's not necessary for a pool cleaning company for, for your target yep. exactly uh, number seven. seven she says stay on topic Right, she says, when your website was created to serve a certain purpose, straying away from the original topic can actually harm your content and SEO efforts. She's right. Like, stay, stick to the script. Yeah. Stay on point. No need to to be an AC company and you're posting articles about electricians. Not unless it's about the electrical portion of the AC. Yeah. Right. Or or better question. Or better not. No need to be having a sports blog maybe, and you're publishing articles about politics. Yeah. This don't work. Keep your content relevant to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, keep your favorite recipe and your, your political preferences off your blog. Stay in your lane. Say that for your personal Facebook page where you can do mm-hmm. anything you want. Yep. Um, number eight. Eight. Formatting matters. She says poorly formatted posts can make your content take a hit from Panda. Yeah. I said this earlier. Use the right spacing, the right headers, the right images. Use list items. Those are bullet points. And to break that content up and give it the right format uh, so it'll read easy. Number nine. Nine. Link-worthy content. Julia, this is a good one. She says, creating link-worthy content can help attract high-quality links from outside sources. But what is link-worthy content? I don't know, content that's entertaining, yeah. content that's informative, con- yeah. like polls. Easy to read. Easy to read. Evergreen content is great. Link-worthy content. Infographics. Humorous. Link building. Humorous. All of these things build links naturally because yeah. people want to share them with their audience. Yeah. So spend some time and invest content that people want to link to. Content that you would link to. If you wouldn't link to it, then go revisit it. Yeah. Don't write it. Don't write it. Yeah. Or don't publish it. <laughs> Number 10. Ten. Last one. She says, engage and educate right if we're talking about content she says informative and engaging content translates to great user experience if overall user experience is high then your content is doing its job maybe right and I only say this because I've been spending the last week digging hard in analytics for some clients and we got certain clients who get great engagement right right? high time on site high amount of pages per visit really really low bounce rate goal completion is low 
And so at that point, I'm like, I don't know if the engagement and the education is necessarily translating the, to, to, to leads. To business for <laughs> to, our clients. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I get the engagement and the education right. part is definitely working. These people are coming back to the site. Yeah. They are ending up on a, on a remarketing list. They are subscribing to newsletters. So we're getting some engagement, but, but when you educate and provide that engagement, it gets higher. Um, and it will definitely appease Google. And not only that, not only that, if you do it right, if you educate and you engage people, then these people will return to your site. Then these people will likely come back and convert with you. Take advantage. So punch in the face to Julia. Julia McCoy, good folks over at Search Engine Journal. She says 10 ways to beat the panda and penguin in your content strategy. I'll post this a little bit later. So that is Bam. the panda black eye and the penguin smackdown. Smackdown. Yeah. You got You want to avoid those. Uh, do we have any wet news? Um, no. What? No wet news. Oh, I got a patif though. All right. I do got a patif. All right. Play. This, this patif goes to uh, Nicholas C at knee in Cepeda eighty. Hit us up on Twitter. Ah. He says, uh, "Dig the new website <laughs> at eWeb Results hashtag Web Design hashtag SEO hashtag Houston." Cool. Thank you, Nicholas. All right. Let's see. Uh, if you like this podcast, we're well, going to ask right you here. to do like something right small. Uh, go ahead and tell three people about this podcast. So you know somebody in the industry. You know somebody in another industry that is doing stuff in this industry. Um, yeah, whether it's an industry person, whether it's a business owner who you know could just use some internet marketing advice. Maybe it's somebody you know who just fixed their website. Maybe you know somebody yeah. who's struggling to get traffic. Somebody who has social media questions. Whoever it is, just take this moment right now. Share it with them. Yep. If you, it's easiest to do that on Twitter. You yep. can just eweb style, eWebResults.com slash SEO podcast. Tag us in it. We'll retweet it and share the love. Uh, but but definitely share it. Or you can do at Best SEO at podcast. At Best SEO podcast. podcast. That also works. You can share our Facebook Live. You can share a link to our site. How you share it is up to you. We just want you to share it. And we appreciate you sharing it, keeping us the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. If you're looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, call EY Results for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713, uh, I just totally blanked on that, 713-592-6724. That is our phone number. It has been our phone number for years uh, and will continue to be our phone number. If you have a referral, let's get past that. If you have a referral, that's somebody who's interested in some aspect of internet marketing, websites, social media, email marketing, remarketing, email marketing, anything. Social media marketing. Send them to us. They pay their bill. We pay you. We do have an organized referral program in place. If you are a business owner in the city of Houston, uh, I'm in the process of helping start a business networking organization called UpSocialNetwork.com. It is something you've never seen before, by the way. Our commercials one commercial ran today, mm-hmm. right? First commercial. Have you ever seen a business networking group uh, with a commercial on TV? No, you take haven't. Take advantage. That's us. Just so come advantage. visit. It's a great time. It's free. It includes breakfast. Get on the wave because it, it frankly, probably won't be free much longer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and finally, remember, we were filmed live at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106, Houston, Texas, 77092. You can get a transcript uh, video and audio of our podcast at our website, ewebresults.com. You guys have made us the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes. Thank you very much. Uh, until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. So, Lewis, bye bye for now. Slightly raised up, eyebrow, eyebrow.
Talking about SEO, Chris and Chuck, and we back with another one. So tune in, cause we're gonna have some more fun. Uh, SEO podcast three thirty four. This page rank, right? <laughs> I'm doing the page rank. <laughs> uh oh, he's on the floor. <laughs>